0: Of late, there have been a series of whodunit movies out in both cinemas and on streaming. We've got Ryan Johnson's sequel to Knives Out coming soon, Glass Onion. Amsterdam is being released very, very soon. That's the new David O. Russell movie. We've also had Confess Fletch, which is out on VOD in the US, and we reviewed it on the site on goggler.my there's only murders in the building, there's a whole bunch of stuff, true crime has been a trend, and people seem to be enjoying the kind of parlor mystery once again. And the parlor mystery, you know what it is, there is a murder, sometimes it's a locked room mystery, Agatha Christie did it the best, I think, in my opinion, and then at the end of the show, everyone kind of gathers around, and the... preeminent detective, kind of solves the murder in front of everyone. Yeah. This movie, See How They Run, which we're reviewing today, is another film that kind of falls firmly into that category. It's directed by Tom George, it's written by Mark Chappell, and it's got a fantastic cast led by Sam Rockwell and Sir Ronan. Now, on the face of it, this feels like a film that could have been made for television. Mm. Because it's a very simple premise... It's a British film, which means it was made on a significantly lower budget than most American or Hollywood movies. Mm. That said, I had a very good time in the cinema. Mm. Admittedly, I love this kind of stuff. So I like the parlor mystery. I like the whodunit. I love Agatha Christie novels and Sherlock Holmes and all of that stuff. But what I liked most about this movie was that it was a play on something incredibly famous. So Mm. the movie takes place in a theatrical setting and a murder happens at the mousetrap. Now, if you don't know, the mousetrap is the longest-running play in the West End. It is a whodunit written by Agatha Christie. I believe as of 2018, there had been over 27,000 performances. Of the mousetrap. Okay. It started in 1952 and has run continuously until March 2020, where it had to be discontinued because of the pandemic.
1: Doesn't count. Are they starting back up? Because it, it could just be an appendix. You know, it could just be an appendix. We shut down for the for COVID, and you know, so it's it technically still is. Yeah, Seventeenth anyway, May,
0: twenty twenty-one. It started up again, my yes, friend. Yes, that's right. Okay. So cool. there's a murder yeah. that happens in the mouse trap, and there are all of these historical elements that are true in the film because Richard Attenborough played the first Inspector Trotter. All of that right. stuff. All of that stuff is kind of played, but then they have a fictional story which is set within this world. A fictional murder which is set within this world. And Sam Rockwell plays Inspector Stoppard. And Saoirse Ronan plays Stalker, who is this female constable that has been assigned by the Commissioner of Police to help him solve this murder. Mm. It's got lots of meta elements to it, which I really enjoyed. It's very self-referential. It's pretty funny. It's a good time. It's just one of those films that feels kind of comforting. I miss these kinds of films. These movies where
1: it's not massive. You know, it's not... This isn't Death on the Nile. Right. It's fun. It's not serious it's not a movie that anybody's trying to win massive awards it's just a really nice fun script and they decided you know what why not right and confess fletch felt like that see how they run absolutely feels like that and i think that's why you in your first description of it you you said it feels like something that could be a tv movie and it does it does feel like that but that's not bad you know it's i enjoyed a myself in anyway in... correct it's not yeah. a slight in any way yeah basically i love these films where it's not trying to make the box office like roxanne from the 1980s mannequin from 1980s they're just, correct they're just movies they're a great time out they're a great sunday matinee movie
0: they're driven by character not visual effects what's interesting about this film as well is that it isn't dumb The twists kept coming. It keeps you guessing Mm. right up until the very end. And even the final climax is an incredibly hilarious play on something that has happened earlier in the film. It's a great callback, yeah. It's very cleverly constructed.
1: It feels like Clue, you know, the original Clue, right? The movie. It's just like a fun film. It's not, it never dumbs anything down, it's never an obvious murderer. But there are beautiful callbacks. There are little winks and nods to the audience without anybody actually winking or nodding at the audience.
0: And it's just a lot of fun. Also, I have to say, this is the kind of movie that we often complain doesn't get made. Yes. We always talk about the mid or low budget film that Hollywood kind of ignores because, mm. you know, it doesn't cost that much, but they feel their returns aren't going to be that much either. So why bother getting Feels it Feels like a waste of time. Yeah. Exactly. And... I love it when these movies get made because, you know, they're small, they're interesting, and they're a lot more memorable than some of the big budget disasters that we're forced to see. Oh, yeah. We always complain about films that we're going to forget, like, next week or in two months, right? What's interesting about something like See How They Run is that you have a fond memory of it, and I swear to God, if it shows up on streaming or it shows up on TV, I'm just going to be like, oh... Let, let's keep it running in the background yeah. while I do some stuff. I may not remember specific lines. I may
1: not remember a fantastic performance, but I remember that I had a good enough time in the cinema that if it popped up on TV, I'd be like, "Yeah, let's rewatch that." Everyone's really great in it too. Actually, my first comment to you at the end of the at the end of the screening was, I wasn't a fan of of Sam Rockwell as the lead detective. It's not that he's bad. I just I just felt like it could have been played by a better actor.
0: I really like Sam Rockwell. Like, I don't think it would have worked as well if it was, I know you said a Colin Farrell, but I feel like Mm. Sam Rockwell does broken very well. And his detective is kind of this drunk, broken guy who is inconspicuous. Like, he's not Poirot. He doesn't show yes. up to a room and the entire room just stops and stares at him because yeah. he's the great detective. No, this guy walks into a room and people are like, Who the fuck are you again? <laughs> yeah. I mean, his first entry into
1: the theater was in itself particularly um, ominous a step into the hall, you know, but, but and, and none of that is played for jokes, you know, ha ha ha, look at him, slapstick. It's none of that. It's just,
0: Unfortunate what happened You know It's that kind of thing And I love that He also underplays it I felt Like it's a very Understated performance He's not over Mm. In any way I mean Adrian Brody Does the over bit Which is quite fun He plays Director Leo Kaepernick I don't know why we don't see Adrian Brody as much as we do anymore. Like, he's an Oscar winner. He should be in more things, but either he's very selective or people can't find the right roles for him. But he is so fantastic and funny and his comic timing is great. So every time I see him on screen, I'm just like, why don't we see enough Adrian Brody? What's going on? People forget his comedic timing.
1: I think people still think of him as the pianist, Adrian Brody. Yeah. Yeah, because he's got great comedic timing. And I think he plays... Leo very well in that he is the brash american gi who's come back to london to sort of take the english from the stage to the big silver screen right he's a he's a take life and women by the chin kind of situation kind of guy and and it it works perfectly for him he's still charming despite him being that sleazy american yeah for me the one that really Carried the film for me was Saoirse Ronan. She's so good. She is so good. And to talk, and you were talking about understated performances. I thought her performance was beautifully underplayed. She wasn't the foil to Sam Rockwell so much as the ever wanting to please partner. She wants to make her bones in the police force, so she's she's taking down every note. Um, every quote is being taken down. She's trying her hardest when. Sam Rockwell leaves her to do a stakeout as he goes to a dentist, you know, and he says, you know, don't take your eye off the off the, off the of suspect, or whatever. She doesn't blink. I thought that was just like, yeah,
0: that was a great bit of bit.
1: And I I really like Sir Sharon.
0: Allen. I think when I was thinking about it, I realized that if she is not the co-lead, she's actually the lead of this film. Like it's a very subtle swap, right? It's not actually Sam Rockwell. Like, her character is the POV character. And I think that makes her really, really interesting.
1: Yeah, I couldn't decide about whether I thought the movie was for Sam Rockwell or for her. Because the attention sort of jumped between the two of them really, really well. The focus, the point of view of the story sort of goes from Sam Rockwell trying to find the killer to Saoirse Ronan trying to find the killer and learning from Sam Rockwell's character. I thought it was... Really interesting writing, yeah.
0: Just speaking about interesting writing, it's very, very difficult to pull off a whodunit, which is also a comedy, which also spoofs other whodunits, and then Mm. uses historical elements that actually wants to make you go home after watching the film and look up cool things that are featured in the show. Like, there's so much stuff that isn't explained. Like, if you know it, it's fine. It doesn't affect Mm. you otherwise. But then you're going to be thinking, hey, wait, what is this mousetrap thing? What was Agatha Christie like as a person? All of this stuff kind of plays into the show without being overly explained. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, Like the history is there. It's not shoved down your throat. I have to say it's a very British thing. There is a confidence in its audience that you can tell Mm. the story. You may not know every element of the history that's featured in this story, but none of that matters. You will still get through this movie and have a great time. But look, there are all these cute little references and Easter eggs to real things. That you may not know that you want to find out afterwards. And it's really cleverly constructed in that way.
1: Yeah, like like how I didn't know that that was supposed to be Sir Richard Attenborough. You know what I mean? Like, the character is just called Dick Attenborough. You know, he's this big, big shot stage guy. And you go like, "Huh, oh, Attenborough is a really odd name for you to go and pick up from, right? And yeah. until you told me that it's actually him. So, I, I love, you're right, there's a confidence in not having to name drop this is the sir richard attenborough even when at the end when i don't know if this is a spoiler probably not but when agatha christie shows up there isn't this big arrival of agatha christie right i wasn't sure who she which actress was playing her in some way you know it's just like yeah she's is or isn't in the room it's fine let's move on yeah i i, I highly recommend a good them. time yeah i will recommend it to people who love this kind of thing. And it's not even the kind of thing where, if you're a fan of Hercule Poirot, because this isn't that same thing. The cases work in that it isn't obvious who the killer is. You don't know who the killer is right until the end. But at the same time, the the way the story is told, it's a little funny. It's, it's not so serious. And that may or may not throw some people off. Because I know of people who find Clue a little hard to take because they feel it's a little too not serious and i think they're crazy it's this idea that you can't tell a murder mystery without it having to be this hard-boiled big
0: thing it can be a little funny yeah go watch it it's showing in cinemas from this thursday september 29th it is definitely worth your time comedy whodunits are very, very rare. I was going to say it's the kind of movie they don't really make anymore, but they seem to be making more and more of it these days. Yeah. Yeah. And Yeah. Touchwood, a lot of them seem to be very, very good. So if you are a fan of the genre, then this resurgence is something that you need to appreciate and need to encourage because then we'll probably get more of them. See how they run. Showing in cinemas from Thursday, September 29th, Check it out. Let us know what you think once you've seen it. You can reach out on all of our social media feeds, gogglermy. You can also email us on podcast at gogler.my or drop us a WhatsApp on the Goggler Hotline. 012-524-5208. Thank you so much for listening. This is the Goggler Podcast.